0: Welcome to the Live Your Purpose Podcast. This show is created to help overwhelmed moms rediscover peace and purpose in their everyday lives. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I promise today's show will be much more uplifting and positive than the last show. (laughs) The last show was just really raw and honest because when you experience a miscarriage, that's how it feels. Everyone's experience is unique. So I understand that people may experience different feelings than I did. And that's okay. I completely respect that. But the actual act of miscarrying is a very unrefined experience. And I wanted to share mine specifically because I feel like I went through a wide array of emotions. I wanted to open the door to the conversation for other women to relate to each other, even if our experiences were very different. I just want women to know that we are not alone, not only in regards to being a woman, but also in motherhood and all of the different aspects of that that we all experience. So today, I want to share with you a few of the things that I found healing through my miscarriages, That I also still utilize when I go through all kinds of things that we have as humans, but even more so when we have littles that rely on us and we have to take care of them and also teach them how to work through their emotions, their trials, things that frustrate or overwhelm them too. First, I want to start with a couple of physical reminders that I have. So after each miscarriage, one of the things that saddened me or bothered me the most was that I didn't have anything physical as a reminder of the lives that I carried in my body. So I bought birthstone rings for each child, one for each child that I have here on earth, and one for each child that is in heaven, who I refer to as my angel babies. And I wear these rings in moments where I want a representation that there are others in my family as well. So family reunions, professional family photos, sometimes even when I'm sad, it's a physical reminder that I can put on and remember that I have two angel babies watching over me and my family. So wearing these rings gives me something physical that I can actually see and touch and know that it represents something. So that has been really, really helpful for me. It's also very personal where if people saw these rings, they probably wouldn't think much of it. I'm sure they would know that the birthstones stand for something, but no one has ever asked about it which is fine because to me, they're represented in my heart and on my ring finger, but it's not a big conversation starter where someone might ask something with good intentions and then it turns out to be a really awkward situation for them or for me. It's something that is very close to my heart. It means something to me, but it's not necessarily something that's going to draw attention to me and be a conversation starter, which is also really helpful. My mom also was so kind to give me this really, really precious drawing of Jesus holding two babies, representing each child from one of my miscarriages. And it's such a beautiful visual reminder of my belief that they are in heavenly perfection with Jesus and that he is caring for them just as he's caring for my children on earth. So those are two physical things that were really helpful for me. But here are a few mental and emotional tools and tips that I utilized in my healing as well. First, and my biggest tip, is to seek professional help. There is truly no shame in consulting a mental health professional at any time anyway, even if you don't struggle with your mental health, but especially when you've been through something emotionally or physically traumatic. I know Society today is really trying to break the stigma of going to therapy or the stigma of mental health, but based on my experience in therapy, I will paint it to you this way. It is the greatest gift you could give yourself in your current season of life for your past self and for your future self, and it is also an incredibly valuable gift you can give your family and those that are closest to you. You become the best version of yourself by talking very casually and very honestly in a very safe and non-judgmental space with someone who can recognize and understand thought patterns, coping mechanisms, strategies that you have turned to before that you don't realize that's what they are And then they can help you clarify your feelings, help you understand them, help you walk through them, build resilience from reframing situations while giving you validation about where you've come from and what you're going through. It's like a really great and open conversation that you may have had with your best friend or your spouse, but it's even more productive because they can take that set of feelings validate it and help you walk away feeling lighter and more hopeful. They can give you very specific tools and ways to rethink about things. It is such a healthy way to honestly feel your feelings, but work through the process of overcoming them rather than letting them build up. And it's much better than turning to other coping strategies that just mask the feelings. Therapy is a way to truly heal and not just forget. And if you have ever tried therapy and that hasn't been your experience, then I highly encourage you to find a new counselor (laughs) because just like normal people, therapists have different delivery styles. So just because one doesn't resonate with you doesn't mean that you should give up. Find another one and try again. Another tool that I learned is to change my priorities. Being a mom often feels like you have the very heavy weight of multiple people and responsibilities on your shoulders because you do. So recognize that you don't have to be a quote-unquote quote, perfect mom. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace. Acknowledge that it's okay to ask for help or to take shortcuts sometimes. <laughs> There are times when I know I need to do something, like maybe a task around the house, and I just don't want to do it. I remind myself that my worth isn't in achievements or strengths, but in God's grace that works through me, even in my imperfections. So while something may seem like a priority, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is. It could be. But it also could be just the standard or precedent that you have set for yourself or maybe that is a hang-up from something you've experienced in childhood that says this particular task or responsibility is a priority when really it's not. My biggest priority each day is to spend time with my kids and care for their most basic needs. Everything beyond that comes second. If the laundry or the dishes need to wait in order for me to color with my daughter or volunteer at my son's school then that's what's going to happen and I understand not everyone has that luxury but where you can think about your priorities and maintain that rank and give yourself the grace as you continue to walk through that process feel those feelings and give yourself grace knowing that your worth doesn't depend on accomplishing certain tasks After my miscarriages, I was working from home part time for various companies, mainly in consulting, but my primary job was to take care of my son. That's it. It was easy to get lost in work or in social media to just numb the feelings that I ultimately had to just reframe my priorities and change my expectations for my life. So, in that regard, I found it helpful to have daily goals to help me recover. Nothing lofty, just something that helped me feel accomplished because I'm typically one that likes to mark things off my to-do list. I'm very goal-oriented and then I like to accomplish those goals. So one of the goals may have been just to get out of bed and to change out of my pajamas right? Nothing lofty, nothing big. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not trying to dedicate a lot of time to a particular cause. I'm just trying to learn how to function again in that current season of life. Another might be to go for a walk for five minutes, either outside or on my treadmill or even around my house. Just something that slowly helps you heal and feel more normal and to get back to a healthier spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical place. If my daily goal became too overwhelming, then I would just break it down into a mini goal. So keeping with the same example, maybe I would stay in my pajamas, but I forced myself to get out of bed and move into a chair in my living room. Or if walking for five minutes felt like it would just be too much in the moment, then I just had to put on my shoes. That was all. If the goals you set for yourself feel too overwhelming, then just break it down into a mini goal. I am a big believer in mini goals and goals with grace. So even today, especially when I'm overwhelmed, I set a goal and then I break it down into pieces. Just do your best with each little piece. Little ways that you care for yourself may not help you feel better in the moment, but very, very slowly they start to add up. Something like walking, something that's very minimal impact, pretty minimal effort. Any sort of physical activity can boost endorphins and then naturally lift your mood. So again, it may not help you feel better immediately. In this case, hopefully walking will, but even if not, very slowly you will feel the benefits of it. Like having a change of scenery, clearer thinking, better mood, um, time alone with your thoughts or time alone to listen to music or play podcasts or time to pray. And then it becomes a routine. It becomes something you look forward to, like a daily dose of calm or sanity. Routines are also really helpful, although they might feel a little overwhelming at first. But again, start with something small. Number one, get out of bed. Number two, brush your teeth and use the bathroom. Number three, Get dressed. And all of this, and keep in mind, this is all over time. Don't expect getting dressed or brushing your teeth to feel 100% better in your depression, but it will make you feel more human, which oftentimes feels like such a disconnect while you're going through some sort of depression or some sort of suffering. If you add in some self care into your routine and truly make that a priority, I promise that will start helping you feel so much better. So here are some other ideas. What is something you typically enjoy? Is there a song or a music artist that you really like that you can listen to while you're getting ready, while you're encouraging yourself to get out of bed? Is there a movie or a TV show that you really like that you can reward yourself with watching even on your lunch break? One thing that might also be really helpful is to join a support group of mothers experiencing depression or have experienced miscarriage or loss. Sharing your experiences and hearing from others can be very therapeutic and relatable. You will feel bonded with people you've never met before because you've experienced something similar, even if it doesn't feel the same. You'll be in the same arena or in the same battleground with someone who needs you as much as you need them. You'll feel accomplished and validated just by showing up. You don't even have to put effort in your appearance. Don't feel like you have to get dressed up as if you're going to dinner with friends. Just be and give yourself grace. (laughs) One thing that you might be tempted to do is turn to alcohol. Even if it was part of your life, no matter how frequent or how many, the desire of alcohol in this situation would likely be to lessen the feelings that you're trying to work through. Lessen the way you are feeling your feelings. But drinking, and the same can be said of drugs, can also intensify feelings of depression, but it will also cause health problems throughout your entire body. You don't want to use something as a coping mechanism when it ultimately won't take away your problems or your depression and actually could just enhance them and bring about even more problems. This is where you have to set boundaries within yourself and possibly within others. People may have good intentions like, hey, let's just go out for drinks and forget about it, but it feels too overwhelming. Or if it could add more problems or feelings before you're able to walk through your current ones, then it's okay to say no. Although on the flip side, it also could be something that feels really overwhelming in the moment but it could be worth putting in a bit of effort, especially if it's in a safe place with safe friends who you know are there to just love you and care for you and help you take care of yourself. It may be worth the effort to say yes, even if you want to say no, and let your friends help hold you up in the moment when you feel so down. One last thing that has really helped and I think also has such a negative stigma around it is taking an antidepressant. People think that if they take an antidepressant, then they are really messed up, or they are really hopeless, or that they can never get off of it or something like that. First of all, let me say this. Taking an antidepressant doesn't have to be forever. You could get on a low dose, even temporarily, while you're working through your overwhelm in a very healthy way. Then, once you're feeling better, Work with your prescribing doctor to wean yourself off no matter what. Do not stop cold turkey. You have to work with a professional to wean yourself off slowly at the direction of your doctor because stopping cold turkey or withdrawing too soon will lead to an explosion of negative feelings. And I understand being on an antidepressant isn't necessarily for everyone, but I do believe that if you have gone through something traumatic, it changes the way that you think. It changes the way that your brain begins to function. And so this is just a little bit of help to get your brain back on the right track. It doesn't have to be a lifelong commitment. For example, one of the things I always compare an antidepressant to is if you know you have a heart problem you've been diagnosed with a heart problem or you know you can feel inside that something in your heart has shifted and you don't feel as healthy as you used to wouldn't you go to the doctor and talk to your doctor about it and see if there is some sort of even temporary heart medication until you were able to feel better that's what an antidepressant is an antidepressant is just a medication that helps your brain feel better which in turn helps the rest of you feel better I became what felt like wholly healthy. After I got on an antidepressant because I was able to be a more engaged mom, a more active mom, a more caring mom. I was not nearly as sad. I didn't have the same coping mechanisms as I used to like binge eating because when I was so caught up in my emotions, I turned to food. That all started to go away because I was taking a medication that helped my brain work more correctly after being through this really traumatic experience. So it doesn't have to be a lifelong commitment by any means. However, you may also find that when your brain has the help functioning correctly and it doesn't change anything about you and who you are and all of the stigmas and stereotypes aren't real, that you just want to stay on it and that's okay too. Or if you want to get off, you always have the opportunity to get back on and there's also other options. There are different types of antidepressants and so if one medication doesn't work for you, you can try a different one. That's just a personal choice that I made, but I also would just encourage you to have the conversation with your doctor, with your therapist, but it definitely is a helpful tool. Finally, one of the Biggest things that help me heal from my depression, from my miscarriages, but I also still turn to whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed is either Bible verses or songs that speak to my heart. No matter the depth of your overwhelm or your depression or the cause of these feelings, the Lord is always with you. But not only is He with you, He's leading you step by step and carrying you even when you feel too weak. He's listening to your cries and he's drying your tears and he promises to make good of these things even if you can't see it right now. Walking by faith, following him with each step, even if it's just a mini step because a full step feels a little too hard, will lead to fulfillment. Remember the parable that Jesus said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, then you can move mountains. Just plant that seed of faith, no matter how small or how desperately you're trying to hold on. Just plant and water that seed and know that with each breath that you take, each beat of your heart, each song that you listen to and each verse that you read, that the Lord is with you and he's carrying you and he's holding you and he's helping you and he's on your side and he's promised to make good of this. Don't fill your mind with things that will continue to bring you down, but speak life into yourself and into your actions as a way of walking in his obedience while he takes That small planted mustard seed, and he begins to move mountains. I'm going to pray a little prayer over you right now, and you're welcome to join in where you are, or you can just listen in and let me speak this word over you. Sweet Jesus, you who have seen every tear fall and heard every sigh of our hearts know the depth of our feelings. You understand the love, the worry, the fatigue, and the overwhelming sense of inadequacy or depression that often wraps around our souls remind us that in these moments of despair we are not alone even when the path seems unclear when the world becomes too much help us to remember that you are holding our hand and guiding us through lord i also ask that for those who are walking through a valley of depression or of suffering lord that you will point them towards a supportive community of believers that will walk with them with empathy and with grace, Lord. Help them to be surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ who can give listening ears and caring hearts and open their arms, God, to show the tangible love of Jesus. Lord, I just pray that you instill in them the courage to seek help, to lean on others when the weight becomes too heavy and God, I just ask that you bless them with moments of peace where they can draw near to you and be renewed by your presence. And Lord, I just ask that in our weakest moments, may we find our strength in you, knowing that your love for us is everlasting. In your name we pray, amen. Hey there, sweet friend. Before you go, I would love to connect with you beyond this podcast. For behind-the-scenes content, updates, inspiration, and more, Make sure you follow the Live Your Purpose podcast across almost all social media platforms. Dive into our community and join the conversation. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Your feedback makes my heart happy, but it also helps others discover the show so that they can be inspired and encouraged in their overwhelm to live out their purpose as well. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for being part of our podcast family. And until next time, just know you are loved, you are not alone, and only you can live your purpose.